Canada's 18th Prime Minister, uh, who steered the country through some very difficult times, nationally and globally, uh, has died. He was 84 years old. Uh, Here's a report from Global National. Mulroney assembled progressive conservatives, Quebecers and Westerners together into a political force, the only conservative leader in a hundred years to win back-to-back majorities. National unity, one Canada. The consummate dealmaker, Mulroney would undertake two great negotiations, to bring Quebec into the Constitution and to bring about free trade with the United States. But at home, dealmaking could not bring about national unity. The Meech Lake Accord and the Charlottetown referendum, both failures. Mulroney's conservative coalition splintered. Quebec nationalists, led by Lucien Bouchard, broke away. Western conservatives, like Stephen Harper, left to support the new Reform Party with Preston Manning. Mulroney retired only months before his party, under Kim Campbell, suffered the greatest political collapse in Canadian history. Eric Sorensen, Global News. Thanks to Eric Sorensen for that report. And as Eric said, uh, Mr. Mulroney was a gifted public speaker uh, and he was involved in in incredible stories, incredible policies as well. He introduced the national sales tax, raised funds to deal with a ballooning budget deficit, stood strongly against racial apartheid in South Africa, obviously pushed for constitutional reform, some successful, some not. Uh, He's probably best known, in my opinion, certainly, as the man who brokered a free trade deal with the United States, which is highly controversial. In fact, in a debate with Liberal leader John Turner for the 88 uh, election. Uh, it was a heated debate. Take a listen. I happen to believe that you've sold us out. I happen to believe that once you... Mr. And Turner, just, what, just, just one second. Second. Once any you nation, do not, ha- you do once, not have a monopoly what, on patriotism. What, what, and I resent what, the fact that your implication that only you are a Canadian. I, I want to tell you once, that I come from a Canadian once, family and once, I love Canada. Once, and that's any, why I did it, to promote prosperity. Country, and don't you impugn my motives. Once don't a country you my yields or anyone investment. else's. Once a country yields its its energy. We have not Once done Once a it. country yields its agriculture. Wrong Once again. A country opens its- I, I get chills still listening to uh, uh, that debate. Uh, it gives you a sense of what was on the line um, for our country. Uh, during that debate. Well, our next guest uh, knew Brian Mulroney very well. Jason Germain was uh, president of the Progressive Conservative Party of Canada in the 1980s and was elected uh, to a seat in the Canadian House of Commons in 1983 uh, through a by-election on the same day that Brian Mulroney was elected. He was re-elected in 1984 and served as National Caucus Chair, uh, then as Minister of State for Transport and later as Minister of State for Forestry as well. He was appointed to the Senate in June of 1993. Uh, Jerry St. Germain, thank you so much for your time today, sir. Thank you, Jez. Uh, This is a historic loss for the country. Mm Mm-hmm. But it is a huge, huge personal loss loss for me and my family. Lost a good, loyal, brilliant friend. When did you last speak to Mr. Mulroney? I spoke to him about a month ago, maybe three weeks ago. I had a call in to him the day before yesterday because I had heard that... uh, he uh, is health. He was being challenged with health problems, and uh, I placed a call, and I never received a response, which was exceptional because he always called me back. And uh, but I guess health, uh, his health didn't allow him to do it, and uh, 
I just I got the bad news this afternoon. He was your boss. What was it like working with him in the 1980s uh, with that large, large majority uh, a leader who wanted to do big things? What, what, what was it like just being part of that party, that caucus, that cabinet? The, the strangest part of Brian Mulroney is how some people visualized him as this real, tough, hard non-relenting individual, and yet he was one of the kindest men I've ever worked with and one of the most brilliant. And uh, I happened, you know, he took people like myself from a small Métis community, an indigenous person married to a girl from Winnipeg who came from absolute poverty Mm -hmm. and took us right to the top with him. And uh, it was that kindness that, most people missed in the man. And I can remember in 1985 when we were dealing with the indigenous peoples that is so dominant, uh, prominent and dominant today in our news, he offered uh, all the First Nations self-governments. And at the time, they refused it. This, the man was genuinely a great Canadian. Uh, in regards to doing big things, you, you were talking about self-government. We were talking about, uh, you know, taking a stand against South Africa's apartheid government. Yeah. You know, even, you know, <laughs> introducing a national sales tax. That's not going to make you popular. Privatizing some crown corporations. What drove him at its core in your mind? Because you saw him behind the scene. You worked with him. What at its core drove him every day? He wanted to be remembered for what the good things he did, not the not the the good things most politicians think they're going to gain prominence on by just uh, speaking. Mm-hmm. And he had always said that if you do the right thing, you're most likely going to pay an expensive political cost, and that was the GST and uh, the free trade agreement. And I know that he came from a working man's background, and his father and uh, all of them were were working people. They weren't elitists. They weren't uh, the bourgeoisie. They were hard-working Canadians, and he was he came from one of those families. Hmm. Uh, in the last uh, probably two and a half weeks, I've been incredibly fortunate to speak to Mr. Polyev. Um, uh, leader of the Conservative Party, uh, spoke to Prime Minister Trudeau uh, just the other week. Uh, Jagmeet Singh joined us uh, last week as well, and each one has a different political style. But we definitely, when you speak to them, you realize, you know, once again, you're reminded that we're in a very polarized political environment today. Could a Brian Mulroney, uh, with his skills, uh, be successful in, in this era? I believe so. Uh, I believe that if he was to have emerged on the scene at, at this particular time, he was a great communicator, and uh, he had the ability, he had a presence equal to none, as did uh, other former prime ministers like uh, uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Mm-hmm. But Mulroney had a presence. He walked in the room, and everybody, everything stopped. And it wasn't because he was he just he just had that presence. And uh, as I say, to be fair, I know other politicians that have had it, and I know a lot of politicians that don't have not had it. <laughs> but it was that presence and his ability to uh, convey 
communicate with people. And he had a real interest in people. I can recall when I was his caucus chairman, we had 211 members of parliament. Yeah. And and I was with him virtually day and night in some weeks when we were back in Ottawa. And he was phoning. Anything happened to an MP's wife or husband or child, he was there. He would drop everything to do that. And, uh, you know, his, uh, the strength of him, life is really about relationships. And he had the art of developing relationships. Mm-hmm. I recall in, uh, when the Americans put the uh, tariff on shakes and shingles, mm-hmm. we dealt together. Him and I in his office phoned the President Ronald Reagan. He took the call, and uh, we, we worked out a solution that saved that industry. And uh, it was because of the strong relationships he had built with Reagan and with others. Sometimes um, political leaders in Ottawa are, are always accused of not understanding British Columbia or knowing nothing about British Columbia. It's always about Ontario and Quebec. That's generally the mindset sometimes out here in British Columbia. What were what was sort of his feelings and thoughts about British Columbia because you worked so closely with him? I'd love to hear what he thought of our province. Well, you know, unfortunately we've lost Pat Kearney. But, you know, he... He thought a lot of the, of, uh, of our uh, area, mm-hmm. and uh, but you know these accusations have been made time after time, and I know the MPs from out here, and I know the some of the MPs today, Liberals, NDPers, and and all of them mm-hmm. that are totally committed, and yet they suffer from the same criti- uh, criticisms about oh well the government only thinks about Ontario Quebec. But they don't. I can assure you of that. I can recall when I became a cabinet minister, the first thing he did, Jerry, what do we need? I talked to the uh, the, uh, the BC Premier at the time. We built the uh, uh, the natural gas pipeline to uh, Vancouver Island. It was one of the first things we did. We, uh, we put money into Triumph, uh, into the high-tech at, at UBC. Mm-hmm. And we devolved the airports. You know, these were... and. Uh, Vancouver was the first airport that we did. Well, Jerry, uh, I really appreciate you making time for for me and for our audience today. We've lost a a great political leader. Really appreciate you sharing your, your time and your thoughts. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jess. Thanks for the interview.